four-time Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist, Michael League is the founder of Snarky Puppy and musical director for David Crosby. He's just released his debut solo album, So Many Me, via Ground Up Music. Quarantine found League in a tiny apartment in Cadiz, Spain, with no Snarky Puppy projects on the horizon. He found himself with time to compile the footnotes, drafts, and melodies he collected over the years with the intent of pulling together a solo record. Michael had the idea of creating a textural landscape with thick vocal harmonies, a mix of Turkish, Moroccan, and Kurdish percussion and synthesizers. Throughout the album, Lee rediscovers his music of his past, exploring 1980s soundscapes and drops in references spanning from Tears for Fears to Talking Heads. I'm Gregory Day, you're listening to the Portland Podcast. Today's guest is Michael League, who chats with us on an app, WhatsApp, directly from Spain. I, I want to thank you uh, right off the bat for introducing me to the secret trio who have a new record, uh, a new single with Becca Stevens. I'm really looking forward to this debut album produced by you and Nick Hard. The Eye reminded me somewhat of Sting's uh, uh, Dream of the Blue Turtles album from back in the day. It really, it, it just had a tinge of 80s to it. You seem very enthusiastic about it yourself, judging from your Instagram post. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, um, I should clarify also that Becca was a, a fellow producer on that record. Um, she, Nick, and I, you know, did the, all the back-end work after, after the initial recording sessions right. in New York City. That was really a blast, having you know, three opinions, because normally when Nick and I work together, we're either producing together or I'm producing, he's co-producing or what, you know, and it was really nice to have kind of a three-headed beast dealing with the, with the, you know, the mix and, and, and a lot of decisions at the end of the track. And, oh, sorry, that's a, an annoying sound, isn't it? Um, I'm sorry, I'm, dry, I'm driving through southeastern France right now on, on the way to a, on a 12-hour drive on the way to a gig. Oh, um, goodness. But, but yeah, the, the, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Becca and Nick and, and I are, are, are all children of the eighties in a certain kind of way and the, and the nineties. And, and so, you know, I think as time goes on, it's funny. I find myself reverting more and more to those, those influences, you know, from, from, from that period of time. And that combination for me of Becca with the trio is just, it's so special. It's really one of the, one of the coolest things that I've ever heard in a long time. Yeah, that really resonated with me, the new single. And I believe that was recorded at Studio 20. This looks like a castle from the images of what I'm seeing online. And it, it, the studio has its own Instagram page, too. And all I can say is you've got great catering. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the caterer, so I'm... You I'm are. You're quite a cook, I understand. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm one of two. My, my, my girlfriend also, you know, the two of us cook for artists when they come and um oh yeah yeah it's a really special uh special thing to record in your own house you know it it instantly makes musicians feel very 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 comfortable um and and uh yeah the vibe is very it's very cozy you know the house is you know a very very old home in the center of a very very old village kind of in the middle of nowhere in in northeastern spain and um so you know because it's in the middle of nowhere Brooklyn, you know, it allowed me to, to... You cut out there, buddy. Sorry, Gregor. I'm, I'm going to pull over as soon as I see a rest stop. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no worries. 
No worries. Uh, you do have a big album coming out, So Many Me, and it's a very apt title because there's many of you singing in harmony over many of the tracks. I'd like to touch on the album. I just listened to it last night. The second track, Me Like You, I felt those synths felt like I was riding waves on the sea. I'm curious if that was the intention. No, I, I mean, you know, that's the nice thing about music, right? Is that everybody interprets it. Personal experience, um, yeah. Yeah, in their own way. And I was actually coming at it more from a, um, I was actually really thinking of that song in a very kind of cold way. It's, it, that, that song is really about the idea of, um, of uh, wishing you were someone else, you know, of, of, of imagining another person as, as kind of your ideal and, and, um, and, and kind of taking it to a, a dark degree, you know, of like, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I've, I'm always fascinated by shows that talk about singularity and, you know, stuff like, um, uh, Ex Machina or, or, uh, for example, or, um, Westworld or, or whatever, these kinds of things. And this idea of, of like, um, you know, putting yourself inside a different person or, or, or creating a replica of someone and living that, you know, which uh, for me is like a very, very fascinating idea. So uh, that's really where that kind of song is, is coming from. It's kind of like self-loathing and wishing you were somebody else until you make yourself someone else in kind of maybe a dark or, or a malevolent way. <laughs> it's not a very cheerful song. <laughs> <laughs> and that leads into Right Where I Fall, a very haunting track. I noticed your vocal harmonies, they're very precise. That struck me because I don't think I've heard vocals like this ever. I mean, you've cited a lot of influences, but I don't think I've ever heard vocals quite like this before. You know, it's it creates a a very surreal sort of a, a vibe. You've created something very unique that I have not heard. And I've listened to a lot of world music. You cite Peter Gabriel, a legend in the in the genre, but I don't think I've heard music like this before. That's not so much a question. It's 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 more of just an observation. I I, I love that you use the word surreal because I, I I that actually is absolutely the kind of energy that I've been trying to create, both in the in the in the songs and also in the music videos that we've been doing in the little village where I live. Um, where I recorded the the album in, in Catalonia, and and um, I, I I think in general I, I as a person I think I have a bit of a detached disposition, you know, um, and definitely as a songwriter. Because you moved around so much when you were younger, do you think that has something to do with it? Yeah, I I, I think I think that could very well be a big part, if not the primary reason for why. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think. When you're a military brat, you like learn how to. Uh, sorry, brat's an acronym. It's not. <laughs> I don't mean like I was a. Bat, yeah, no, I'm a military brat too. Oh, you are. Okay, so you get it. Yeah. I understand. Yes, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're when you grow up like that, you you know you learn how to say hi and bye really fast. Right. To people. Yes, you know, and, yes. and um, and so maybe that's what it is. You know, I, also being the second child, you know, my brother was older than me and had a pretty tumultuous adolescence. So I think I was used to just kind of, you know, like sitting in the cut in the background and, you know, so maybe, yeah. Um, 
Am I in a therapy session? <laughs> I feel like I just walked into a therapy session. Um, I, I walked myself into one. So maybe that's why, you know, and, 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 and I like that, that that appeals to me, that angle in songwriting of, of not being the primary character, or if you are the primary character, having it have some kind of element of, of observation and, and the slight detachment to leave some room for, for, for interpretation from the audience and, and also to leave the audience some room to connect in their own way and make their own connections rather than like, here it is me with my heart on my sleeve telling you exactly how I feel literally, you know, in very defined terms. I, I, you know, and life for me is surreal a lot of the time too, you know, so maybe that's why the songs feel that way and, and, and the videos feel that way. Well, success is surreal and you've definitely experienced a lot of that. I was just going to make a joke that, uh, you know, if you ever have artistic differences with other artists, you can always just point to the to the four Grammys on the wall as a mic drop. Now this album, uh, I'm just kidding. Now this album, it feels very intimate to me. I mean, you're literally whispering on the track "Touch Me," and it feels extremely intimate. Listening to this album on the headphones is quite an experience. What I love about you, Michael, is is you're very giving of other artists and you, you're putting other artists out there. You just interviewed Laura Mvula. You, with your label, you're trying to get out music to ears that would not normally hear them. And it's part of this festival. It's part of the idea, the concept for your label. Are you sort of the guy that likes introducing people and uh, making magic happen that way? Because that's one of the things that I really love to do myself, is introduce people and see where that goes. It sort of feels like you're a god in, in some ways, and, and have them create music <laughs> together. Uh, it really struck me when uh, you posted about Becca connecting with a secret trio, because they're both incredible artists. And to put them together yeah. is very, very special. And you, you're really the reason. Well, I have to give Jamie Haddad, the great percussionist for Paul Simon and, and everyone else on Earth. You know, he's played with everybody. He also plays in my band, Volcante. You know, I really have to give the credit there to Jamie. I mean, I, I, I begged Becca to go to that show. Yes. <laughs> I begged her. You know, I, I, I was like, she was so tired. You know, I mean, that festival is, is it's, it's, it's a lot of music and it's very long days and it's very stimulating and it wears you out, you know, and, and I think they were playing at 2 a.m. or 2.30 a.m. set. And I really said, Becca, you have to see this. You have to see this band because it's like, it's your music, you know, it's your thing. And so we were standing next to each other and they were playing and Jamie was standing next to Becca and, and told her, you know, this is your new band, you know, and, and she was like, oh, please, they're not going to they're not going to want to play with me. And, and, and I said, well, let's find out, you know, so the gig ended and the three of us went backstage and, and I said, Hey, this is Becca Stevens. They were like, wow, nice to meet you. And I, and, and I was like, I think Becca has something she wants to say to you. <laughs> you know? And she basically was like, you want to make a record together? And they said, yeah. And then we, like, the next day we started scheduling it, you know? And so, so, you know, definitely big props to Jamie for making that connection. And, and yeah, it is really beautiful connecting people because it's like, we all have our voices as musicians. We all have our styles and our personalities. And, and, and like my voice and my style and my, my musical personality isn't always the best thing for every musical situation, you know? And, and sometimes it's best to just connect two parties and then leave. <laughs> sometimes that's the best thing for the, for the, 
for the music, you know? Yeah, I love that humility that comes from being in a van, in a sweaty van for many years, just not getting the not getting the props, your struggle. I love hearing about your struggle and also about your, you know, these new artists that you're producing, Malika Tirahan, Malika Tirahan, her new album. Oh, boy, I butchered that. Rise, I love rap. I'm not saying it well. Right, well, <laughs> better than me. Uh, Rise, I loved off her album. And this was a, a record that you produced. She raps in French, which I always love. So many artists you've exposed me to on the label. I was checking them out. Prior to this, I read McQueen, then you track Mobius, Lee Houdini. Mm. And of course, yeah. Becca Stevens, her incredible Wonder Bloom album with uh, Corey Wong. Now, Corey Wong is, is a lot like you. He's very prolific, and uh, you're producing 10 more albums. He's uh, probably going to release eight more albums again this year. <laughs> <laughs> The guy, uh, he's an award prolific, and that's how I would describe you. And uh, you're also connecting with other artists. You're doing this artist to artist series. You're producing this uh, uh, ten more records, and you, you're very enthusiastic about this for the new year and leading into 2022. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 you know, didn't want to be sitting around waiting for the email that you know says that your next tour is canceled. Your next tour is canceled. Right, you know, right. the emails that I was that I was receiving you know for the last year and and i wanted to kind of take the bull by the horn so to speak and and um and so i so i programmed yeah i i filled yeah i filled up the year i might have taken on a little too much i think i learned my lesson but um i think i'll survive also finally i just want to touch on this because this is something i know a lot about uh you read I was listening to a podcast with you, and you talk about the book Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Your whole life has changed after reading this book, Why We Sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, changed in a huge way. And in what ways has it? Yeah, I mean, the the touring musician lifestyle isn't conducive to eight hours of solid sleep every night, you know? Right, Um, right. But the problem is that you get used to that flow, being on tour so much that you think, it becomes your normal and you think it's fine. And then you just like do that anyway. You know, when you get off tour, you keep, keep with that lifestyle. And, and, um, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about partying or whatever. I'm just talking about in general, just like sleep deprivation and, and reading that book, it was so fascinating because, you know, he talks about all the properties, the the, the beneficial properties of sleep, about cooling skin temperature, about, about, um, its effects on, on human emotion and, and how, you know, we think more rationally, we're less prone to emotional outbursts and extreme decision-making and, you know, memory, like how, how deeply sleep affects our memory, you know, how it, you know, I mean, it's really fascinating. He goes on and on and on and on and on about all these properties. And in one point in the book, he says, if you ask most sleep deprived people, if they believe that they're functioning at less than a hundred percent, they'll tell you no. Um, but it's because they don't know what it's like to function at a hundred percent, you know? So their standard is, is actually warped. And that really struck me because, you know, I, I said, okay, I'm going to sleep eight hours a night for a week or whatever. And I did it when I got back from tour and it was really like, you know, not like the first day, but after like a week of it, two weeks of it, three weeks of it, I felt like a completely different person. Yeah. You know, I, I felt, wow. 
much more creative and, and much more clear headed and, and organized mentally and, and emotionally much more secure and all these different things that like, I never would have, uh, imagined, you know, and then that, you know, with COVID that became my standard. So now it's like, for example, last night I slept three hours and now I'm on a 12 hour drive and I really, really notice every single way that the lack of sleep is affecting me just from one night of sleeping three hours. You know, I'm really noticing it. Whereas before it was just my normal life. That was just my normal state, you know, and, and it's destructive. So, you know, I think in the U S we really wear workaholism as a badge of honor. You know, I'm only sleeping True. this much. I'm so much doing so much work and I'm so busy and Oh my God, I don't, you know, it's almost like a cool thing, <laughs> you know, in the U S yes. but like, most places that's not cool <laughs> you know it's seen as alcoholism or drug abuse is seen it's not not looked on as a, as a as a good thing and um so you know i definitely inherited a bit of that from my from my native country and i'm trying to shed it mm-hmm. well i'm gonna let you get back on the road but uh as lewis cole says uh between three and six is when my big ideas hit i don't know if, that, if, if that's the case with you but uh, you mentioned his song "Weird Part of the Night" as, a, as an influence, and uh, maybe that might uh, disrupt your sleep schedule. Is being creative late at night? I, I, I know that's my issue, but there you go. You know what? Um, actually, I, it's totally cool for me. Like, like I, 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 I love that part of the night. It's by far the most creative time for me. You know, between like one a.m. and seven a.m. Really? You know. And I, it's totally cool for me as long as I just sleep eight hours afterwards. <laughs> then I'm fine. You know what I mean? Then I'm waking up at like 1 p.m. But, you know, that's another thing that he says in the book that I think is fascinating is like, you know, about shaming people for sleeping late. Like, They're not like lazy. Sleeping eight hours, no. sleeping eight, eight hours, you know? Yes. It doesn't matter when you do it. Just if you sleep eight hours, it's cool and you should be happy about it and not feel bad that you're waking up after everybody else because you were up later than them. So it's cool. It balances out, you know. I love his lyrics, Lewis Cole. Anyhow, thanks so much, Michael. Much obliged. Uh, Looking forward to more interviews with you, drinking wine, more thoughtful chats (laughs) with with you on Instagram. I I love following you on Instagram. It's very entertaining. Uh, I look forward to uh, chorizo posts and and the swords and cats and dogs and uh, more more chat about very thoughtful uh, conversations about music because you're very... You're very honest, very open, and that's what I got get from the album too. It's a very satisfying listen. I didn't touch on the music videos too, but very striking. And uh, again, they like all good music videos. They help enhance the music. Much obliged, Michael. Oh, great! Been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the time worth. Thanks for the support. Take care. Thanks for having me. All right, cheers. All right, see you later. And thank you for listening to the Portland Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory Day. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back with a brand new episode very shortly. See you then.